coming direct from the 404, 678, and 770 area codes. It's entertainment, details, and more right here on the Exquisite Sounds Podcast with your host, DJ and entertainment virtuoso, DJ Torin L. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Exquisite Sounds Podcast. It is your host, none other than Torin, a.k.a. DJ Torin with Exquisite Sounds Entertainment. And today I am joined with one of Atlanta's, uh, North Georgia, for that matter, um, just very own everybody. And I want you to do me a big favor. She is a uh, she's a floor designer. She's a planner. And uh, now she is a accredited author. You know what I'm saying? So if you will, everybody, I just want you to welcome Miss Natalie Durham to the podcast, everybody. Hey, Natalie, how you doing? You doing all right over there? Hi, Torin. It's so good to be with you. It's good to be with you, too. Now, so for you you all who are not following Natalie, I'm going to first and foremost, before we go any further, I'm going to tell you to break out your phone. You're probably listening to it on hope to listen to the podcast on your phone, but I definitely want you to go on IG and follow Natalie and Natalie Durham events. She's usually on there glowing face uh, just with some kind of positive message, you know, going live. And uh, it's pretty awesome. So, um, so yeah, Natalie, I'm, I'm excited to have you on the show. I really am. I really am. Yeah. Yeah. So now I know, um, you know, we've, we've kind of bumped, bumped into each other, worked on a couple of events here and there. Now, I, I only know a little bit about you. I know you started in uh, 2009, I believe, right? Yes, yes. Uh, I know you are in the Not Hall of Fame. Yay! So I know that. I know that as well. You've been nominated a, a gabillion times, you know, oh, best yes. of. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, and, I, and also, like I said, I know, you know, just from, you know, sitting on the couch during 2020, uh, not DJing, that you have put together a handy uh, manual or book for brides. And uh, I know we want to talk about that, but like, tell me, tell me something else about yourself. Like, you know, where you're from, how'd you get here? How long, you know, just, just, just give me some background. You know, I walked up the snow two miles up a hill both ways. <laughs> Barefoot. <laughs> that's how we feel in this wedding industry. It's like, it's always an uphill battle. So, well, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. Um, and I definitely feel the love and it's right back at you because I oh. think you're an amazing DJ. So Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So really when I was planning my wedding in 2009, I saw the struggle that I was having with not being able to connect the dots with my vendors and just the frustration and the aggravation it was that I was struggling with. And so I think one thing organically led to another and I was able to form my company. And I've always told people throughout my the history of my company that I'd never want to do something that's forced. So when everything kind of lays, you know, the the platform for the next step and it's organic. It that's what I want to do. So um, I started doing flowers when I was 14. Oh wow. So every day after school, my mom would drop me off and I was in high school and I couldn't even, I wasn't even old enough to get a paycheck. So I learned flowers from some of the mm. top-notch florists in Atlanta. So between the planning side and then actually being a true master floral designer, it was the perfect match to put together back in 2009. So when a couple really comes to me and I'm able to give them these two solid foundational pieces of wedding planning and floral design and decor, it is like a match made in heaven. And so you just start out on the right foot. Gotcha. Gotcha. I never knew that. That's a, uh... so, so, okay. So you would go to school all day, <laughs> right? And then you would uh, just get all thorny at night, I guess, yes. with, uh, yes. with, yes. with, with flowers, right? Yes. 
I have a really good time with the flower side. I have a flower shop here in Canton. And I mean, I just thoroughly enjoy what I do. There's not a day that goes by that I do not wake up and jump out of the bed this excited. I mean, this is me authentic right here. Gotcha. Okay. So I, I'm really glad you told me that because I never really understood the the connection between like, I, I've seen your flowers like on like on IG and, and stuff like that. And I mean, I thought they were really nice. You know, I mean, you know, you. no, no offense. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a flower person, right? Like, yes. you know, uh, I buy them for my wife and my mom, yes. you know, and my daughters, but like, I just, I, I you know, I, I couldn't tell you much past roses. I couldn't tell you, uh, <laughs> but I, I know what looks nice. You know what I mean? I do know that. Uh, so I've always thought that, but just to know that like, that's, that's kind of where your journey began. That's pretty, uh, that's pretty amazing. So like, was that a big flower shop that you worked at or like, was it, it, it mom was and pop one, or what? No, well, it was a flower shop kind of on the side of the road and by mm. Kennesaw mountain. Okay. And I remember on Valentine's day, she would ask me to stand on the porch and wave and get people. To stop. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my hands were bloody and I'm like helping, you know, pass out the money with the flowers. I mean, it was just such a grand experience at 14 to see yeah. how everything worked. And I learned from the ground up, I'm talking, wow. you know, nine, 10 o'clock at night. And then I'd get up and go to school the next day. And so that entrepreneurial ship. Yeah really started early for me. Like yeah. I want to be the owner. I don't want to be the person, right. you know, yeah. doing everything. I want to, I want to help make all the big decisions and and then pull it all together. Awesome. That's what's up now. So, so let me, let me, let me, you know, again, I, I want to say, I don't know a lot about flowers, right. But I'm going to throw this curveball and forgive me for asking this. Right. But like, yeah. why do flowers cost so much? Oh, Torin, you and every single person. So. Like, no, like and, and I, I've never, I've never legit asked anybody that. No. Like, I've, I've worked. You know, I mean, I've been doing this. Next year will be ten years as a yes. company, but like, and, and I've done obviously a lot of weddings, and you know, I've seen the oh, we spent a hundred thousand dollars on flowers. Yes, and you know, I've seen the you know much much less, and I'm just always wondering like, why do flowers oh. cost so much? Well, you are about to get the answer. School, school me, school yes. me, please. So you know how the stock the stock market fluctuates every single day. So there's a right. flower market that fluctuates every day, and there are people sitting in different venues, hundreds of you know people that are talking about what the farms are producing in that mm -hmm. month or in that day and how many supply and demand is going to affect the price per stem. Okay. So it fluctuates someday $4 per stem versus $10 a stem. So that's one piece of the pie that a floral designer has to take into account because we're giving proposals 12 months in advance, not knowing what the flower market will be in season mm -hmm. for that time. So how do you, how do you, like, how do you, I guess, how do you, how do you give that to a client then? Because if I'm coming to you and say, well, Hey, I got 20,000 on flowers mm -hmm. and you know, we could, we, you could give me a quote and I guess in a, in a week or the next day, that quote could be totally different. Yes. So I would say a seasoned floral designer, I have a notebook in my office and I have seasonal pricing mm -hmm. and I understand, you know, the margins that are within that. And I always explain to my client, like if you're in love with a certain flower, I put a buffer, you know, of a certain percentage into their proposal. And I was going to elaborate on where the pricing comes from. The labor that goes into floral design is an enormous amount of hours. So production time, and then you've got staff and labor. So it isn't that a piece of eucalyptus is a hundred dollars. It's that all of the pieces that get the eucalyptus from Ecuador 
to the table sitting on your centerpiece. There's hours and hours that go into that. And I always call it babysitting your flowers. I'm babysitting your flowers to keep them alive and well and happy and healthy. Mm. So, you know, the way that we process the flowers and the, the chemicals that we use are, you know, not chemicals, but the food, you know, that we give to the flowers, they're premium. So right, when you get your flowers, they're going to last two weeks past your wedding day when they're oh, with wow. me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. There's an experience with the flowers that they get with me. So, you know, all of those things go in. But. Got it. Got it. And so like, okay, so that, so that, that brings me to, to another question. And I know we're, we're kind of jumping around, but That's okay. um, I love it. This is my first, this is my first time talking to somebody so in depth about flowers. Right. Yes. So, okay. So here, here's, I'm not going to say this is a pet peeve of mine, but like okay. I see so many flowers at the end of the night, just mm -hmm. either in the trash can, given to the wait staff, uh, mm -hmm. I've definitely seen my fair share, share of mothers and mother-in-laws and aunties <laughs> uh, grab the flowers, you know, but like, I mean, is, is that just the, is, is that just part of it? Is it just like, hey, like it's over, mm -hmm. throw them in the trash? I, no, do not throw them in the trash. <laughs> I mean... So so of the 11 years I've been doing this, I've never allowed anything to go in the trash can because we okay. have ministries that we love to support. One of yeah. them is the you moms um, at Northside. You know, they know when my vehicle pulls up the next morning, I'm going to unload some really big smiles for moms that maybe have had a loss or aren't going home with anything other than maybe just my flowers. Gotcha. And um, all throughout the pandemic, I've been dropping flowers off from the weddings over at the nursing homes where these people haven't seen another human, yeah. you know, from their family for months. And these brides and these couples have these hearts that are so giving and want to bless others that I just want to be part of that chain. I don't want to get any credit. I just want to be part of the delivery of the blessing to others. So in my contracts, I actually tell brides like your flowers don't go in the trash can. They're going to make someone smile. And oh. when they sign off on that, they love knowing that 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 amount of money they're spending doesn't go to waste. God, that's 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 nice. I like that. I like that a lot. That's pretty good. I mean, literally, I've seen. I can't even tell you. I can't even tell you how many I've just end of the night just they're in the trash can. You know, oh it's, it's you know, and and I can't take them all home because it's just like, you know, what are we gonna do with them? You know, but uh, with the I, amount of weddings that you do, you'd have like forty different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you're right. I mean, because you know, some there's some weekends where it's like, you know, I'm I'm doing a triple. You know. I know. Uh, so yeah, so we, we don't, we don't, we don't need that. So yeah, but, uh, that's good to know. That's really, that's really good to know. So now I know the, I'll be honest here, you know, for all, for all my listeners. So one of the main reasons that obviously, you know, um, I, I wanted to have Natalie on was because she has created the pandemic bride, which is a, um, I don't want to call it a self-help, but I want to call it a, a, a survival guide. There you go. Thank you. It's a survival guide to kind of, the, you know, obviously the, the times we're in now. And uh, I wanted to jump into just talking about it. So I guess because you move pretty fast on this thing, you know, obviously. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I wrote a book in like three months. Yeah, you move pretty fast on it. So, I mean, but walk, walk us through it. I mean, like, you know you know, obviously we know kind of what led you there, but like, what was your thinking as you, as you, you pin this and, um, you know, even as you continue to, you know, kind of, you know, help brides now. Cause I mean, mm -hmm. I, I saw just the other day, something on your IG where you were, you know, kind of giving out some different steps. Um, so yeah. So, so walk me through it a little bit. Thank you. So I was three days before 
um, a wedding in March when the government shut our world down. And I had two brides that I had to make a phone call to and say, this is where we're at. This is what we've got to do. And the pivoting had to happen quickly with a lot of people. So I started a notebook on the left side of my desk and started taking notes throughout the process of what needed to happen, who needed to be talked to, and then what does the contract look like? So it really was a moment in late April where I was sitting at my desk, just so distraught because I now had 30 brides looking to me for help. Then I had the broader spectrum of like 300 vendors reaching out to me, like, what do we need to do? Who do we need to talk to? And I looked over at this stack on my desk of hundreds of papers. And I thought I could just put that into a book Mm. and then I can reach as many people as I can across the world, basically. And I reached out to a publisher. My husband thought I was crazy. He was like, you're not an author. You're a wedding planner. And I said, oh, watch me. (laughs) (laughs) I can make anything happen. (laughs) I can. Wedding planners, that's what we do. So I created kind of a, you know, um, besides having a a full wedding planner inside the book, I put in there the chapters that really fit the way I was helping my brides. So the first part is what's going on. And chapter one is what's going on. So you actually have to talk about what is your specific situation you're going through? You can't diagnose a problem without knowing what's going on. Right. You go into like your wedding day scenarios and then what do you need to understand? Um, The book really came out of a necessity of me just kind of running out of fuel to be able to reach as many people as possible. At one point I had 400 people waiting to talk to me about what to do. People across the country, my brides and their families. And, you know, I ran my voice, my voice went away. I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping and putting it into this book form was something I could quickly get out to them. And so the turnaround on the book was quickly getting it into stores was quickly. Um, but it's been so helpful for brides. Mm. I mean, girls have literally called me after the wedding and said, I'm glad in chapter four, you told me how to deal with my crazy mother-in-law. And I'm like, Oh, I'm good. I'm glad you read chapter four. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) So, you know, in contract writing, I think going into 2021, the contracts are going to be totally different with vendors and clients because of what we just went through. Everybody's changing them. Right. Right. I know on our end, like, I mean, obviously with everything that happened, we had to make some changes contract wise. And um, I mean, I think even just before this podcast, I I actually just had uh, a potential client who was, Hey, what happens if, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. we're still, we're still dealing with that with, with, with some of those questions. So like Mm -hmm. for, for me, my next question to you is, I mean, obviously some things, you know, at the time we're recording this, you know, we've got some, I don't want to say a light at the end of the tunnel by any means. Mm -hmm. uh, But I think we have some, some light in the tunnel potentially where it's just like, okay, a little bit of light here. But with even that being said is like vaccines kind of start rolling out and and we're here in Georgia. Right. And so (laughs) as everybody says, Georgia's wide open. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) I mean, it it is unpredictable. Right. (laughs) But like, so like, how are you even, I mean, cause now we're, you know, contracts have, somewhat you know we you figure contracts have been modified and we've kind of seen what we've seen so far but like even as you're you're booking new clients for 2021 because mm-hmm. i would imagine you're still probably booking mm-hmm. you know you're probably right in the midst of booking season yes. right but like how are you how are you advising those 2021 2022 <clears throat> clients even as it relates to the book on like how we how we should move forward like what mm-hmm. should what do you tell them folks that we should be doing just is it full steam ahead is it baby steps is it It what is it it was full steam ahead at the end of 2020 because i wanted to keep and preserve those clients and those vendors and everything intact and then going into 2021 i actually did not take any clients between january and the end of march because i knew 
those brides may end up in a bad situation with whether it's government shutdown, another breakout, break, um, you know, an outbreak. Right, right. So I actually told my brides that wanted to book in the spring. I, I think the best decision is to push it into summer where you've got a better opportunity where either some of your family who's high risk can be vaccinated. You can do it outdoors, less risk. Let's talk about all the things surrounding your wedding day. Everybody's going to have a different scenario. And so that conversation with a wedding planner helps you get which lane you need to be in yeah. and what's going to fit you best. Um, you know, so me not taking clients in the spring said a lot to my clients, like, wow, we really trust her because she's seen what venues and what vendors have just gone through. Um, you could end up losing a lot of money if you're not prepared. And so what I set up for my clients is, you know, you go into the spring, you go into the summer and the fall months, you're at a better opportunity of things not having to be postponed and canceled. Gotcha. If you do it in the spring, most likely you're going to at some point going to have a scenario where you're, you're forced to make a decision. Right. Right. So yeah. I do see the light at the end of the tunnel, by the way, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. Hard. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I see it. I, I definitely yeah. see it, but it's, it, you know, I, I feel like that spark is pretty, it's not low. It's just, it's not high either, you know, but it's there. Uh, but we, we got a ways to go, which, which is fine, which is fine because so that leads me to my next question. Right. So even as we do see, a glimmer of hope, right? Like, and I noticed in the wedding, I, I mean, in the, in the manual, I think it was chapter six, where you're talking about micro weddings, right? Mm. So like, what's your, what's your thoughts on, especially for like 2021, 2022, the importance of, or do you think, do you think that's going to kind of go away? Cause I feel like before the pandemic, nobody was really talking about micro weddings. Like I had never heard of that. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, micro weddings, small weddings, you know, like, do you think they're here to stay or do you think it's just kind of a result of the pandemic? So I think the micro wedding was a result of the pandemic. And I, and I'll give you a very specific explanation. So the brides who were hit back in March, that three days before their weddings, I had all of their flowers in my flower shop. Mm. All of them were made their bouquets and everything. And so while we didn't name it a micro wedding, they all had their own tiny little ceremonies in their backyards, which essentially was a micro wedding. It just didn't have the title yet. So it was, it was happening all over the world. And then I think into that summer, late summer, early fall, people were like, Oh, let's just name it. And I'm like, we've been doing this for three or four months. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, but I don't think that the micro wedding will be something that's held on to even past this summer, because I think we're going to get through that and people will be back to people want hundred person weddings. And oh yeah. Two, uh, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have one on the books, I think for, um, I can't even remember what month it is, honestly, but it's 300 people, yeah, you know, people ready to party. Yeah. People, people, I mean, you know, that's, that's just what people, you know, I mean, it's a big day. It's different. Like I always tell people when it comes to weddings, weddings are different because they're not like baby showers. Mm -hmm. They're not like birthday parties. They're, mm -hmm. they're truly, in theory, meant to be uh, a once in a lifetime opportunity. You know what I mean? Like, so nobody's going to want to, you know, you could not have a good birthday party this year, you know, right. and be like, okay, well, hey, you know what? We could do it again next year. I'm going to yes. do it bigger and better, you know, yes. but you, you know, you're dropping 60, 70, 100 grand on a wedding, you know, or more. Uh, I don't know how many times you can, you know, you can necessarily do that. Um, so yeah. Okay. I got you. I got you. But got you. you know, the, the micro wedding could also be named the bridge wedding because it's, mm. it's the bridge that linked you from the, the original date to the actual wedding date. It's, it's a bridge 
for your wedding. You know, gotcha. it gets you what you need to accomplish, which is your wedding license signed. You keep that original date. So I think it kind of, you know, closed the gap. It was the bridge between the two dates between your postponement. Um, and it solved a lot of problems for people. It, yeah. it really was. Yeah, I agree. We had a lot of, cl- I had a couple of clients this year um, that, um, that did that. They took advantage of doing exactly what you said. You know, they, they did something in their backyard, but they kept their date, you know, they kept their deposit, you know, uh, that they had with the venue and just pushed the date forward to say, Hey, we're going to just do a one year anniversary party or mm-hmm. something like that. So absolutely, I definitely think that works. I definitely think that works. So, okay. So, you know, we've obviously got, you know, we've got the book now. Um, are you going to, are we going to make any updates as we, as we move forward or is, uh, we, we think chapters, you know, eight, nine, 10 are, are good and we, we, we're good to go. So chapter seven talks a lot about your guest list and really how to work through plan A, B and C with, with the pandemic, because we were very uncertain with what the government was going to limit us to with how many guests we could have. Mm-hmm. They could certainly still implement something like that if numbers continue to rise. I, I don't think that there's, it's totally unheard of that that could happen again if we don't get stuff under control. So I think this is a very relevant book, even for the rest of 2021. Okay. Now I've had several people say how much they loved the wedding planner portion and just the chunk of advice that comes from years of experience in here. So I may just do an in general wedding planning book, you know, in 2022, that really encapsulates a lot more than just so specific to the pandemic because the okay. brides have loved it so much. Gotcha. Back when I was first getting started, there was a, a young lady in town, um, they actually used to have a book like that and it had a whole bunch of like helpful, like information in it, you know, whatever. And she put it out every year apparently, mm-hmm. but uh, I definitely could see that being something that could be very, very beneficial because I mean, you, you know, this as a planner, there's a lot of broads who, you know, they think they can do it all, you know, mm-hmm. and you know, for whatever reason they want to do it, they want to cut costs, yeah. you know, whatever it may be, but just, that reference though, to have that reference could be super beneficial. And I think there's always going to be something that you're going to have to deal with. Hopefully not a pandemic. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, but there's always something. And I think, you know, kind of to your point, like your guest list, dealing with that, that mother-in-law, you know, Mm -hmm. those, those are always things that you're going to have to deal with. So having that advice and kind of like, you can just pick up, Oh, okay, cool. You know, that's always going to be beneficial. Now, here's the thing. What's the what's the price of the book? And where, where do people get it? So there's a couple locations. You can get it right on my website. Mm-hmm. It's $32.95. And what we've done is add in a couple of ways we can personalize the inside of the book for the bride, for the couple. We've got a really nice little setup. Um, and then it's actually including this full wedding planner. So you're getting kind of a book, a wedding planner, and then a way to send a personalized gift if you're giving this to a couple. Hmm. Um so you can get on the website and then there's local stores all over the country that carry it. So there's actually a list that um, I can provide for your, your listeners. Yeah. Yeah. You should, you should definitely provide that. We're going to, you know, obviously when we put the podcast out, it'll still be, you know, booking season or I won't even say booking season. It'll probably be, it'd be in the height of wedding show season actually. Yes. So yeah, having that'll be super helpful actually. So yeah, we'll have to follow up and get that from you. So yes. the well, website. Store, the website store, sorry, the website store, Natalie Durham events. There's a store on there that they can order directly if they want to get it quickly and send, you know, ASAP. All right. Okay. <laughs> might have to, uh, might have to talk after the podcast and get a couple of those uh, sent over to me. Uh, we can, we can, uh, we can definitely use them at the next two shows for sure. Thank you. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think we're going to, I think we're going to do that. So, okay. Um, 
I think we've covered a lot here. We've got that you started Flowers, 14, right? Over in Kennesaw. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, um, you know, used to stand outside and uh, sell things on Valentine's Day. A lot of places <laughs> we go with that. Uh, and uh, yeah, and, and you've put together this great manual. I didn't even know that it had the, the planning aspect in there, like the, the planner. So I, I think those are... We used one of those when I got married, actually. So I think those are super helpful. So thank you. Well, what else you got for us? That's it. Ah, just I hope everybody stays safe and well. And, you know, there's ways to work around everything. You can always pivot to get the wedding day of your dreams. You can be safe. And I want everyone to have a great 2021. I think it's going to be awesome. I'm hoping for just a really good year for everybody. Just kind of like a, a real nice bounce back. Not saying it's got to be better than i just just a nice bounce back for everybody so i'm really hoping for that well we're gonna wrap up i want everybody to do a big favor and obviously um you know we're gonna put you know all of natalie's information in the show notes but i want you to definitely reach out to her if you've got any questions uh she's obviously skilled in the art of planning and she's definitely more than skilled in flowers (laughs) so if you um do me a favor as well i want you to be sure to go and follow natalie and uh, we'll have a couple copies of her manual so if you catch us out at the uh, bride show you better catch us before they're gone we're only going to get so many and uh but we're definitely going to have some and uh natalie i want you to just kind of take us out of here tell everybody where they can find you all your um just all your social information your website and uh just take us out of here all right guys so the pandemic bride is available on nataliedermevents.com uh you can also find us on the website with a connecting form so if you want to reach out to us for a proposal our phone number is on the website as well and on social media we are natalie derm events all right that's thank it. you so much you guys <laughs> well natalie once again thank you for being on the podcast i really appreciate it. and i can't wait to see you in person soon <laughs> <laughs>